1240 WATN presents Live at 5 with Glenn Curry. Sponsored by Herringer's Contracting, the roof people who call you back. This is Live at 5 with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this. But a bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for Much better. A little late. Better late than uh, never or whatever. Anyway, we're getting things organized. Let me button up my shirt here. I can see myself on camera, and I tell you what. I got one of these shirts where the top button, it's not the top button, but it's too close. And yet when you open it up, I look too sloppy. So this must be a metric shirt or something. Nine minutes after the hour. And uh, I'm here. Listen, I got to admit, I I was out of town doing the Hotline Show today. I try to make a point of it to listen to the Hotline Show at any given time, particularly these days uh, when we had such a um, uh, just a a terrific show, indoor shows yesterday, particularly the Live at Five show yesterday uh, when when, uh, Mayor Jeff Smith came in. So if you listened to that yesterday, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, and so whatever happened today that I might have missed, I, uh, just uh, give me an update if you have a chance. I'd love to hear from you. So, again, uh, out and about doing my thing, talking to Jim Levin, trying to, you know, uh, knock some sense into his head every now and then, which never works. Uh, so that's why, uh, that's why I'm a little late. So bear with me if you could. Also, uh, in the continuing story about uh, what I'm doing right now with downtown, and that's, uh, you know, what I'm referring to as downtown news a new uh, endeavor for yours truly. Come on. You know, when you really need the internet to work, that's when it's like trying to uh, get your dog to show everyone what he can do. Roll over, roll over, rough, not happening. <clears throat> oh, by the way, speaking of which, um, today or yesterday, the, the, uh, remember that, uh, that earthquake out there in uh, Turkey and Syria? Uh, after 23 days, uh, a dog was rescued. I know, not a human story, blah, blah, blah. It's just a dog. It's an animal. But you love seeing stuff like that. So now I just went into a tangent, and I forgot what the hell I was saying. So do me a favor. Give me a shout. Oh, I know what I wanted to say. Uh, in addition to what I just forgot to say, we, I have a litany of people that are running or being considered uh, uh, for, for counsel. And we predicted this. So let me, and one of which, of course, is going to be calling here, or I don't know, Bob Shore was on our competing uh, radio station, I believe, earlier this morning, and he's actively promoting himself on, online. And, uh, and I, here it is, I just got a text, of course, from our, um, 
Oh wow! Check this out. All right, so I just got a I just got a text from Jeff. I know I'm all over the place. Excuse me, but uh, Jeff Graham is saying he's going to be out in two weeks. So they, they and that's great. That's awesome. Great to see. I'm going to respond. Awesome, and uh, so that's good news. I literally just got that information, and then uh, I got uh, this list earlier today. I won't say where, but here's here's what we have so far in as far as who has announced in public to run for uh, city council. So far, uh, we have uh, TJ, who I talked about yesterday. He was the guy that says we should sell the uh, golf course for a loss because we'll actually gain in the end. Makes a lot of sense. Then we got Lenny Spaziani. Uh, that's TJ Babcock, by the way. Uh, Lenny Spaziani. We all know him. Uh, Jason Trainer, who's going to change the world. Pat Hickey, who's, uh, who's our current council person, uh, finishing off at the end of this year, at least a two-year term. Then we have uh, uh, Cliff Lashway, and who could forget Spider? And uh, just like I said, uh, the, the official announcement today, Bob Shore. So then we have the maybes. And, and then someone just sent in Mary Ellen Blevins. Uh, uh, I don't know what the heck that means. That might be unrelated. Anyway, is it Amy Horton? Question mark. Is it Todd DeMar? Question mark. Is it Ben Schoen? Another question mark. Or is it uh, is this guy Dr. Kimball? I just see Kimball. I don't know who that is. And there's another person who I, I don't know who this person is, but it's Michael Rathford. Uh, all uh, possibilities uh, to the, and again, these are just the council people. Now, if you want to add to that, or, or maybe I'm missing somebody, or for that matter, if you know of anyone that's, being, that's interested in running for mayor, um, you know, give me a shot. I, I mistakenly said yesterday that there would be a primary for mayor. There's only two candidates, but it's early in the ballgame. Something tells me there will be a primary. I just don't know who. Um, so if you know anything, let's, let's stir up the pot. Uh, okay, well, someone uh, just added to this. Mary Ellen Blevins is on WWNY, candidate for council. Oh, of course, this was the woman who sued the city uh, over a golf course deal. Okay, great. So if it, is that official? If you can, just please tell me that. Apparently, it's on WWNY. So, uh, yeah, okay, so, boy, this person's quick. Must be a woman. Only women are that quick. So there's 10-plus candidates expected. If just for the city council. This reminds me, now again, if you're old enough and you lived in town for as long as I have, uh, this reminds me of the early 90s, around 92, 93, somewhere thereabouts, maybe 91, when there was like a boatload of people running for city council. And apparently that's the way it was over the years. Active community, uh, awareness, you know, uh, you know, they make $7,000 in addition to that. They have to show up every two weeks and yell at each other. No, that's now, sorry. They make more money now, but it's not, it's not the highest paying job in the world. So there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of things you got to do with something like this. But back in the day, our own Dave Mance, who, of course, hasn't owned this place in almost 17 years, he actually ran for city council. And I'll, I'll never forget those days because that's when, it, that's when you really needed, like, a, a phone book to figure out who the hell was running. Uh, but Dave made it to the first. I know they broke it up into tiers. Uh, maybe he made it in through the primary, but he didn't make it in the general election. But it wasn't uncommon, is my point, to see as many as six or eight people running. I think we're going to break the record this year. And why is that? Why did we have so many years where you couldn't get people to volunteer or even think about running? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with what happened. Of course, you know, the golf course could have been our greatest gift. And again, I, I don't want to just go, oh, here we go again. But sometimes it takes one thing to get a lot of people off the sofa and say, no, I'm going to run for, I'm going to run for office. 
And, uh, you got to figure with 10 plus people, at least what this person's predicting right now, a lot of people throwing their hat in the ring. And we know this because March is the time to, uh, to get your petition signed and, uh, and ready because there's a deadline here in about, I'm going to say, a little more than 30 days. Uh, again, we talked to Jeff Graham about that two days ago on how Andrew Cuomo changed those rules about four or five years ago. So it's a lot earlier. Uh, and uh, so thus, it's like I said, it's going to be uh, the, the uh, political season. It already is here in northern New York. In addition to that, uh, I believe Bob Shaw is calling, and he might be calling at any moment now. But here's the thing. If there was one time yesterday that Attorney Joe Stanley did not call in, it was yesterday. Now, if you noticed, uh, I was a little bit distracted, and at one point I was actually going to text Joe Stanley yesterday, can we move this to tomorrow? But it didn't matter because Joe didn't call in at all. I was a little worried because it was roughly around this time yesterday. I might be off by four or five minutes when uh, Jeff Smith came in. And I tell you what, from that point going forward, the phone was just off the hook. So I was concerned because, remember, we always schedule Joe at, at, at Wednesdays at uh, 530. He got busy. Maybe that was fate. Maybe that's the way God wanted it. But that's when Jeff came in and, uh, you know, so whether or not Jeff uh, or check that mayor, Jeff Smith, excuse me, uh, whether or not he talked about that at all uh, or other things that uh, were exciting during the hotline show today, by all means, give me a shout. Seven, five, five, twelve, forty. So because Joe Stanley didn't call in yesterday, he's going to be calling in at the bottom of the hour. And I'm all ready for him. I really am. I got some good, uh, good questions for him today. Uh, so we'll, we'll be doing that. So anyway, tell me what's happening. I'm a little, uh, how do I put this? I'm just, I'm a little bit frazzled right now because just to let people know, if you don't know this, I do have a capacity here, uh, that includes the, uh, this job of the live at five show. And of course I am the interim, uh, hotline host along with, uh, mayor Jeff Smith. Uh, so I take advantage of days like, like Thursday and Friday. I'm always out and about, but a Thursday and Friday scenario for me right now means I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to try to do as much as I can. Tomorrow, saying that, and you probably know this, uh, Mayor Jeff Smith will not be doing the hotline show tomorrow, uh, but I will. So that said, uh, I'll be uh, doing double duty tomorrow, and I love this. I really do. But in addition to that, I love the fact that uh, uh, Jeff Graham just uh, told me he's going to be out, I believe, uh, uh, shortly. Uh, let me look at the text again just so I know what the frick I'm talking about. Dip, 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 day, dip, 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 doom. Come on, every, everyone's yelling at me here. On, blah, blah, blah. Where are you, Jeff? Yeah. Um, oh, and, and to add to that, yeah, uh, J- uh, Jeff's going to be out in two weeks, and someone else is coming out in the tenth. There we go. Hi, you're on the uh, Live at Five show. Uh, Glenn, does Joe know anything about criminal law? Or- yes. Yes, he does. He does. Yes. Can you ask him like that uh, incident in Tennessee with the five cops? Mm-hmm. They pled not guilty, but it's right on videotape. The damage they did to this uh, younger man. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I don't like about the criminal justice. You know, you plead not guilty. It's right there in black and white. Right. It's filmed. There was a couple in Canada, I can't tell you the names, that would, uh, they kidnapped young uh, girls. Yeah. 18, 17. Back in the 90s, yeah. Videotaped it. Yeah, yeah, I know. They pled not guilty, and, you, and they put the jury through watching that videotape of that right. girl going through hell. I just don't like it. I don't. As long as the police see the video, the lawyers see it. Mm-hmm. Why put a jury in that? You know, you plead not guilty. It's right there on videotape. I just I think it's a waste of time and money. 
plead not guilty. And by the way, if, do you remember that? Early 90s, there was a gag order, even for Channel 7 of the Watertown Daily Times, not to cover that case. Do you remember that? No, Buffalo included, yeah. And very, by the way, very, uh, he killed... The, the girl, even... Uh, they killed her sister. Was in on her own murder of her sister, believe it or not, on a Christmas Eve. Yeah. Chilling story. By the way, do you know that she's out? Yeah, she claims she was controlled by the husband. Yeah. She's well, out. I didn't agree with the decision. I think she was in on it. Yeah, there were the... It's right there on videotape, everybody. But it seems like a lot of time and money's wasted when you're on videotape. Mm -hmm. How the hell can you plead not guilty? Yeah, I don't know. Well, let me just... Can I add a wrinkle to your story? What about Kyle Rittenhouse? He's being sued by the guy that pointed a, a loaded pistol at him. And in self-defense, that's on video. He shoots his arm off, or his bicep, and the yeah, guy admits the, the that, guy yeah. admits on stand that he vaporized my bicep. And yes, I was pointing a loaded gun at him at the moment he shot back at me. And yet he is in civil court. He's got these two high, three high-powered uh, Hollywood uh, uh, lawyers. How the hell is he? How, do, how do, he does? He can't afford them. Do you see what the left is doing? The, well, I the, think you have to buy a gun and protect yourself. Of yeah, course, but now the guy's going to be sued for millions of dollars. Like the guy in St. Louis, they charged him. He's protecting his wife and his property. What right. else is he supposed to do? Right. What? These people broke into private property. Right. They, they want to stir things up. They want to change society, and they're doing a great job. Yeah. I don't know what else well, to say. How are we going to win World War, II, uh, World War II with pea shooters? Yeah, no. How are we going to beat the Germans with slingshots? Yeah, well, after you World War III, we might have to. protect to. yourself, your family. And uh, I don't have an issue with it, but the law seems to bend over backwards for rule breakers in this country. Look at Chicago. Right. Outrageous. Right. And it's Thank not going to get any better. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because the guy, no, no because the guy uh, who is in second, his last name is Johnson. He's just as bad as Laurie Lightfoot. He's going to win. Even though he came in second, he's going to get all of Laurie's, uh, you know, um, you know, liberal votes and uh and, uh, you know, urban votes for the most Big part. Big anti-police guy, too. Yeah, and, you know, it's not going to get any better. Chicago is a hellhole. And they were saying the average cost of a house in Chicago is $275,000. That's, that's a lot of money, by the way, but it's still very low for a major, major met metropolitan area. New York is wow, much higher than cash. that. Yeah. No, it's not. It's very low. I don't think so. No, on average, yeah, if you, if you look at New York City, and we're talking about row houses and condos, it's much higher than 275000 I can tell you that much. A okay, lot higher. All right, thank you, my friend. You bet. Thank you. Hi, you're, uh, dip, 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 dip. All right, so Bob, I can't remember when Bob Shaw was going to be calling it, but my, here's my point. There's a lot of people running. People reach out to me, which I know the impact of this show, the Hotline Show, AM 1240 in general, is so important to the community because uh, they know where to go and get the message out. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, what's going on, Glenn? It's Jason. Tr Jason, the, it's, getting it's getting really, really crowded uh, for the city council, you put your hat in earlier than uh, than uh, Donald Trump did, Jason, and now you got at least what six, seven other people and and, and four or five more in consideration. Well, I, I feel very confident this year, Glenn, because I'm going to get ahead of everyone, and also <laughs> I'm going to have a backbone. So I'll control reckless spending that's been going on with this uh, dumpster fire deal and the flagpole. Uh, I'm not going to vote for it. And also, there's no one else that has a backbone that say no to this alcohol reckless spending. So uh, I went out uh, on the 28th, and my beautiful wife helped me make up my business card. So I gave about 30 out so far. Right. But I feel very confident this year that it's going to go great for me. Awesome. Well, do you think you're going to make the primary? Yes. 
Well, I mean, that was a dumb question after what you just said. Can we get, the, um, can we get Vegas odds on you, Jason? Oh, yes, yeah, sir. I, I believe that if I spent the money that I talked to uh, Patrick was it, two years ago, right. and he said he spent like, like 10, 15, 20,000. So it's not really about the money. What, what really matters, Glenn, <laughs> is I'm going to ask your audience, are we going to have a city in the next 10 years? With right. the population decline under 5%, can we keep on having the same mindset? Or do we need to change our mindset? And I'm back in my car, it says investment and job opportunities. Can we have that again in wartime? Right, really? right. All right, well, J- Jason, that's awesome. So, listen, just do me a favor because I'm crowded for now. Now I gotta, I, I gotta really be very selective because there's a lot of people that are just making announcements and whatnot, Jason. But if people need to find out more about you and your campaign and and how you're rolling on without ten thousand dollars or for that matter a hundred bucks, uh, where can they go and find information about Jason Trainer? <laughs> well, I, 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 there'll be money spent, Glenn. There'll be a lot more money. But sorry, not. Not not hundred dollars, my friend. It's no, I know, Jason. You know, I'm just picking it. But ten thousand dollars is a lot of money, Jason. You know that. It is. It is. But uh, I, I have a message. I have a real firm message this year. And it's not only about the mental health com- community of our community, but also investment and job opportunities. And we got to focus on investment, investment, investment. But I'll tell you, people, they can reach me. Uh, my phone number is 315-221-4750. And also check out my website because it's updated right. at Jason, www.jasontrainer.com. Uh, gotcha. And if anyone really wants to know who I am, give me a call. Right. I sat with audience. I sat with the uh, residents when I went out for five hours right. on the 28th. I spent some hardcore time with them, and their concerns is I want I want to answer your concerns. So if you vote for me, you got my ear and you got my heart. Got it. Got it. All right, Jason, thank you, my friend. Thank you for giving out your address, too, and I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. All right, man? You too. All right, that's Jason. Jason. One of a thousand people that want to be your city council person. All right, now, J- uh, there's, there's an article on, on News Junkie. I'll be real quick about this um, because I've been noticing on my timeline that there's a lot of uh, anti-dating, anti-marriage sentiment particularly from young people when it comes to dating and for that matter getting married and a lot of it is directed towards how men feel you know like they're they're belittled and i think this is a common problem in the last 10 years particularly now after covid and how for especially in the urban settings where i see uh, african americans uh, that uh, feel just like they don't even want to date women because they're, they're expected to do so much and I think that, you know, the, the fact that women have been empowered over the years is great because, let's face it, they've been in the back seat for way too long. It wasn't like well, 100 years ago. They couldn't even vote. But we've come a long ways, baby. And now it seems like everything's teetering in the opposite direction where, where young men, as part of this article on News Junkie says from the New York Post, young men reveal why so many of them are single, where they say dates feel more like a job interview. And that's very unfortunate, but I can see it happening. Uh, this particular guy says dates feel more like job interviews now, much more like, what can you do for me and where is this going, said a 28-year-old dude and high school teacher who lives in Astoria, Queens. He says, and I quote, the getting to know you period is gone, and that doesn't feel so great after coming out of isolation. He recalled a recent date 
uh, that went quite well until the woman interrogated them on their walk home. She literally asked me, would you rather our kids go to public or private school? Can you imagine this? You, you just meet someone and they're talking about public and private schools, followed by several more extreme questions about getting married. I just started responding with what I knew she would hate the most to get, to get her to leave. So I'm not, this doesn't happen all the time, but it's no surprise, no surprise. The overall picture, they say, that is if a woman is going on a date with a man, chances are it's not for a casual fling, uh, this guy Ronald Levant says, professor of psychology. He says, especially if the woman is kind uh, of getting close to 30, she's thinking about the biological clock. She wants to have a family. Well, that's nothing new. But interesting read. Um, so if you want to check that out, by all means, 75... <laughs> go to News Junkie. Spell it with a big fuzzy dot com. All right, so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to do a break, and I'm going to uh, do that first, obviously, and then we can get right back into Joe at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to the Live at Five show, and we'll be back after this. You've been hearing about Harringer's contract, the roof people who always call you back. I told you it was going to be a quick one. I told you that. All right, anyway, we are not. Because of circumstances beyond Bob Shaw's control, uh, we are not going to have a call from Bob Shaw. But uh, and someone did have a question already for Bob. Uh, uh, who would Bob Shaw like to see as the new mayor in January 2024? Wow. Jeepers. That person sounds like they're on their biological clock asking a question like that. All right, so no Bob Shaw, but in about a minute or so, we're going to be talking to uh, Joe Stanley here. And I have questions. I have. Uh, I don't have answers. I do have other uh, people asking me stuff, and I might include that as well. Uh, but I, I don't know about the criminal part of it. Uh, we talked earlier with our friend about, uh, and I mentioned uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. I might talk about that, whichever. But anyway, so I was saying earlier, so now I'm just regrouping with my original thoughts. I was in downtown today uh, talking to a well-known developer. And there's a lot of great things happening down there. That's why uh, I created uh, Downtown News. It's, it's a work in progress, but I'm building content. And just like with anything, with like when you build a newspaper, uh, you know, anything, of, anything in, in terms of communications and media, you need content. And right now, as far as what's going on in downtown, there's more content now than ever. That's not to say that 10 years ago, I, you, and no one could get content. But 10 years ago, they weren't putting up a $30 million YMCA aquatic center. Just more, you know, you, like two years ago, there was no serious redevelopment going on in Public Square, like we're seeing now. And not too long ago, we weren't seeing anything done to Lower Court Street, but we are. And today, when I walked into the arcade, I went into the Vietnamese uh, uh, coffee shop there. That actually used to be the location of Steve Weed Productions. So I'm very familiar with the arcade and the inner workings of the arcade. So I had a tour. I went upstairs, and uh, I, I went into an old office that I'm very um, familiar with, and I didn't recognize it. I just didn't recognize it. It was completely different. So the investment and the future has never looked better. It's really, I mean, well, you can go back to the early 20s when this place was really hopping. Uh, but that all started deteriorating in the late 50s, early 60s, and then urban renewal came in and uh, essentially tore down about, you know, a good 40 to 50% of all the old buildings, particularly between Coffeen and, and Court Streets. But now that's coming back. So um, uh, a lot of people have seen the YMCA uh, video I did with uh, CEO Denise Young. And perhaps you've also seen um, the, uh, the video I did of uh, uh, Court Street Commons. That's Steve Bradley and Joyce Bradley 
literally re- redeveloping and repurposing uh, Lower Court Street. So all of this is happening at the same time. It, it stems back from what my mom said years ago. She said, you know what, Glenn? I said, I look at things and I said, boy, this place really needs an up, you know, some type of face up. I'm not talking about Watertown. I was, whatever I was referring to, she, she said, young money makes a big difference, and it comes in cycles. She didn't put it in those terms, but that's what she was getting at. So eventually this is going to come back. And it has. It is coming back. Does it need a lot more? Of course it does. But there was a long period of time there, particularly in the 90s and early 2000s, where nothing was happening to down. I mean, nothing was happening down there. And then they repurposed the old Woolworth building, which, you know, know, the big, big, ugly, concrete building. Uh, And they turned that into Convergys. It was stream at first. You know what I'm saying? So that was an improvement. It really was. Uh, the, the exterior of the building still remained the same, but now it's once again it's going to be another building, the YMCA Aquatic Center, and it's just if you saw the video, you know that there's great things happening there. So that's a huge chunk of change that's going down there. But here's my question: as we know, and again, not to put down our friends at the uh, at at the mall up here, but malls that were such such a big big thing in the 70s and 80s. And I remember moving up here back in the late 80s. They said that the biggest thing ever to happen in this town was the Salmon Run Mall. And why not? Because it was a mall. Whenever you went to a mall, it was somewhere else. It was in Syracuse. It was here. It was at your, you know, your cousin's house. You went down to New York. You went out to uh, wherever. You never saw a mall here. It's like, wow, well, then we're not going to have a mall here. We have Public Square. And then, of course, Pyramid Company built the mall, I believe, in 1987. Well... 34, 35 years later, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's struggling. It really is uh, because retail is struggling. And that's not the fault of, of the pyramid company. It's just the way it is. You know, we go through cycles. And in addition to that, Amazon.com didn't exist in 1988, but it exists now. And that, in essence, is just, has, just, has really altered or re, uh, how do you put this, almost destroyed the brick-and-mortar aspect of retail. So now you're seeing these specialty shops that we always talked about. Wouldn't that be nice if we have specialty shops? But you need capital in order for that to happen. So when I walk into a, a, a coffee sh- shop like I did today at the Paddock Arcade, you're not just walking into a, an old building uh, that's been, you know, oh, let's just make coffee here. This place has been gutted out and, and looks as new as anything else, despite the fact that you're in a building that was built in, literally in the year 1850. That's very exciting stuff. Let's go to the phones. Hi, you're on the air. Hey. Oh, my hey. God. The voice from... Uh, where Where are you? Do I dare ask? Are you back in town? No, I'm still in San Diego. We're still out in San Diego. Yeah, I'm going to be here probably another week, and then, then up to L.A., and then over to Reno. Oh, my God. Lives over there. What a player. I'll head, head, I'll head back, uh, you know. When you want to. <laughs> see how the weather... Well, we'll see how the weather is going. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, my as, mom's birthday is the end of April, so yeah. I mean, I'm shooting for that. you got to get back for that. Um, you know, well, I don't have, she, she's got Alzheimer's real bad. I mean, she tells oh, me sir. In, Sorry. in December her birthday is next week, whatever. So, I mean, mm-hmm. if I'm a little late, it, it, it'll just be another celebration for her. So, right, no, I understand. You know, I totally understand. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, I mean, yeah. I'm going to try, but we'll see, see how it goes. Yeah. But, uh, well, I, I got an announcement. I actually, I actually, Sent press releases out to the news, but uh, you'll hear it here first. Uh, you know, um, so I was going to do this before COVID hit, but you know, <laughs> there's no sense in doing a dog park when you can socialize. So um, I'm, you know, we're partnered with uh, Northern New York Community Foundation. Okay. Um, 
you know, there was like $3,500 that was raised for the factory street issue. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, so what I've done is I've, I've donated 35 and change. I've, I donated like 3600 myself. So we have $7,000 to start with in me. And, and what I've done is put half of it in, in Northern New York Community Foundation and, and half of it in a GoFundMe account. Okay. And I'm going to start, I, I'm, tomorrow I'm setting up in San Diego fundraising because I'm trying to get Mia's books out too. So then Mia, part of the money from Mia's books will go into this fund too. So it's, I, want, I want the dog park to be the first project in this, in this not just... You know, at first, when I started, it was going to be... All right, SG, 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 hold on. You know, I mean, if, if I can do something that will, you know, help animal causes long after I'm gone, right. that'd be awesome. All right, so let me... SG, let me ask you. All right, you got some money back from the whatever, you, you, and then... You, 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 did you say, with the Northern New York... They're, the one with the... the yeah, the one on Lower uh, Washington Street there, in the old uh, Black yep, River? Yep. Randy Richardson. Yeah, Randy, Randy yeah. was... Our, Randy held our first fundraiser for the dog park in 2007. Wow. Um, when he was with the JCC Foundation, he's been a supporter all along. And he said on the, on the Factory Street money, he always said, there's going to be a dog park, whether it's in a year or 10 years or whatever, right. there'll be a dog park. People donated that for a dog park, and that's what we use it for. So, right. you know, yay, Randy. So, but, but, <laughs> so, the, so, but, uh, but okay, so, but um, you're still... I, I've, I've doubled that money. So, so, like, I appreciate the effort, the location sucks, but appreciate the efforts, Johnny, and... You know, everybody put in into it, right. and I've doubled that amount out of my, my. Actually, I sold a tuba my great uncle gave me, and that got seventeen hundred out of that. So I donated that plus another two grand, you know, about almost two grand, but whatever. But but. Uh, All right, you know, SG, SG, stop, stop, SG, stop, 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 stop. Holy mackerel! But it's gonna. You still want this at the park? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, and supposedly we have there. Well, not supposedly. In the master plan, they're planning for a dog park, so it's it's not right. like it's a. But did I not hear that the thing. that this is going to be at least six figures? You need water. You need drains. You need fencing. You need lighting. How much is this going to cost? I want to do more. I want I want a pavilion for for so you can have events up there. You know, you want you want to build it, build it right, and draw people here. You know, if you could have uh, dog walks and fundraisers and all that up up there, it's just going to draw people. Face painting and help our community. <laughs> right. All right. You, I tell you, you're, you're tenacious, despite the fact that you uh, essentially don't live here anymore. You're, you're worse than Duff. No, it's kidding. Anyway, well, you know, I don't I don't know how life's going to go. I, I, I owe almost nothing on my house. I don't have to sell that. I can move and have two houses if I want, you know. Jeez, keep coming life back. is good. I, I, it's not that I don't like Watertown. I just don't like the weather. Right, right. I understand. <laughs> you know, if you have, if you have, if it's a rainy summer, I don't want to be there. But if it's a nice summer, last summer was awesome. You know, I yeah, mean, it was. the weather-wise, we, we couldn't complain too much last summer. But other summers, you, you know, like... See, last two weeks out here, I felt crappy because we've got unusual amount of rain this year in San yeah. Diego, I guess. Well, you need it. And, and, <laughs> and, and the government out there won't store all that water. It's just running right off into the Pacific Ocean. And yeah, that, well, well, they haven't. That's what I was talking to someone the other day. It's like, you know, like the river has been flooded. The road's out like twice since I've been here. The yeah. road you can't even They're not ready for the water. It's like a desert out there. It's and, a desert. Yeah, but but then you know, but the, but then uh, you know, if they could have some uh, diversion into the reservoirs or something. No, they water, won't do that. They'd have no, they, they just they just 
They just want to blame it uh, all their mistakes on somebody. Do, do you even ask, do you ask how many people want to move? Uh, maybe San Diego is a little different because it's a military town. But the, I, 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 I hear Diego. people are San moving. Great. <laughs> yeah, that's what they, it's always yeah. 72 degrees. But I hear nothing but bad things about California. High taxes, cost of living. Uh, it's dangerous, particularly in San Francisco and Los Angeles, and that people are moving all over the country. They're moving out almost as quickly as they're moving out of this crappy state. So are you hearing that while you're out there, uh, SG? Probably not. Not in San Diego, no. no. no people love it here. I, I do you meet swingers out there in San Diego? Apparently, San Diego and Tampa Bay are big swinger towns. And I'm not talking about... Oh, really? uh, what's that? Well, I mean, I'm I'm not a couple, so I... Yeah, well, uh, I, I, I just, I, you know... And by the way, I don't know that from experience. I just hear that that's a very swinging town out in San Diego. Anyway. I've never heard that, but the, but the day I got here, I turned on the South Park. Uh, uh, episode and it had a song about whacking it in San Diego. Oh wow! What the hell is up with that? But then, then there's a there's a song they play on uh, about the COVID that it, you can beat it. And I, I think that's, that's they keep saying you can beat it over and over again. So oh I my god! Then what they're talking about? I, I guess. All right, I listen, SG, I, I got to go right now, only because I might have Attorney Joe standing. It's a Thursday. I get it, but oh, he might have yeah, been late. Yeah. Uh, but we're glad about the dog park. We're not really, but we're glad. Or me and Marie Bumblebee yeah. on Facebook. It'll take you to her GoFundMe. But I'd rather people go through New York Community Foundation because that's all local. And yeah, so it's all local. Gotcha. And, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Right. All right, thanks. Uh, and, and thanks. all the money raised there, we'll, we go, we'll go local. Whatever. If we raise more than we need, we'll do something We'll go local. Help the all right. cow that should all right, all right, all right, all right. Thank you so much. All right, all right. Talk. <laughs> my goodness gracious. And we have Jim Levin, who's going to tell us something about uh, San Diego. Well, California is great. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, I lived there, Havana, my kind I of lived, town. I lived there. I I lived there twice. I lived in L.A. and I lived in Santa Rosa in Sonoma County. Nice. And I got to tell you, it's it's just drop dead gorgeous there. Right, all the girls are beautiful. All the guys are stunning. That's why they like sharing yeah, each other. They they, they they feel so compelled. There are many beautiful girls there. I didn't really know. They want to share it. Very much. I'm too I'm too beautiful to be with one person. I'm gonna share you, yeah, San Diego. I heard the no, same thing. Actually, I mean, you know, San Diego actually is a very conservative area. Hmm. Interesting. Well, it's a naval town, right? Yeah. Well, that's not why, though. It, hmm. it just oh, the Orange County. It's getting a little bluer than it's been, but hmm. Orange County and uh, you know all the way down to the Mexican border, pretty conservative. Hmm. Interesting. You know, uh, a lot of L.A., not but not all hmm. of L.A. Um, is pretty liberal. So, so on that and, topic, uh, yeah, go ahead. But here's my point. It, on that topic, Gavin Newsom, uh, the next president of the United States, Jim Levin. What say you? Only on your show. What What do you want me to say? <laughs> I mean, I, am I going to hear about yeah. conservative parts of California? It's not conservative at all. People are leaving there quicker than they're leaving here, Utica, and other towns no, th- th- that are high tax. What are you the, talking the about? We're under twenty three thousand people. Population here. of California is still growing. You know, of course it is. You know who you remind me of, Jim? Don't take this in the wrong way, but you know, uh, Representative uh, Jerry Nadler down there in, in Manhattan. You know Jerry Nadler, and I'm why? not saying because he needs to lose weight. No, that no, that's not why. Not why. <laughs> but he is a member of the tribe, and he always has this no- notion that everything is great. That Antifa is a myth. 
everything that Glenn Curry thinks is completely wrong. I'm, I'm watching Fox way too much. California's a great t- uh, state. Nobody's leaving it. I, all the data that I consume on a day-to-day basis is completely false. Is that correct? Good comparison. Well, yeah, California's population is growing, and yes, you watch Fox News. Not all agree with <laughs> And believe me, I'm not you comparing know, you but, to... But, yeah. but, you know, what you need to Big worry success. about is when they're telling the truth, you know, <laughs> when, when you're listening to what they say. So, Don Lemon, you know Don Lemon, should he have been... I mean, again, if Glenn Curry says something like that with poor ratings, not to say that I'd be on a network at all, but if I was, and I said something to the uh, degree that uh, women are way past their prime, even in their 40s, which essentially he said, I'd be fired or demoted. Uh, Don, Don Lemon is still there. Uh, is that surprise you, despite the fact that nobody watches CNN in the morning anymore, other than you? Well, it's, it's really not true that nobody watches it. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't have uh, said that because I don't believe it. I don't believe and it either. And I don't think Especially I don't think he should have said it. Right. Uh, Don Lemon, when he's being a straight news anchor, he was, uh, I think it was WMAQ, the NBC O&O. He was the principal news anchor in Chicago before he went to CNN. And he was brilliant. At CNN, the problem is he's allowed to spew his opinion. And I don't think that regular news anchors on any of the networks ought to be able to spew well right. you can say whatever you want there's a first amendment but if it's be if journalism's being done properly news reporters and anchors don't offer opinion they tell you what's going on yeah well that that ship sailed a long time ago they're called cable pundits and uh, they, it's editorialized, and and their bosses like Jerry Zucker and others. I don't know who's running CNN these days. Uh, that they are the voice for the people that run the place, uh, whether they're black or women or black women. They're speaking on behalf of white executives who live in a bubble. That's what it's all about, Jim. You know that better than anybody. Come on now. Well, I don't. I I don't like uh, most of cable news, and you know that. Yeah. I, you know because I do. I believe in. Uh, I believe in Walter Cronkite and Huntley Brinkley and all the people that only people listening to WATN among our radio stations can remember. (laughs) Well, I can remember him. I mean, real, real news. Frank Reynolds. uh, uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Peter Jennings was Peter Jennings was liberal, but he was good. He was real. And he was from uh, he was from Ontario, not too far from here. Died young of cancer. Yeah. Peter Peter had his moments, from what I'm told. Yeah, he would pinch. He, yeah, he, he would not last in the Me Too me generation. Too, he was a Me Too kind of problem guy, but yeah, no, yeah, he was he was an excellent news guy. Yeah, but he was, num- they all, he was but number. They one. all were back then uh, because they had to be, and and one of the reasons is that the major corporations that owned the big networks were proud of the fact that their news divisions were money losers, and they didn't care. Hmm. Well, I mean, I mean, CBS never made money on their news division ever, either radio or TV, and they didn't care. They mm. were proud of it because they said, if we're not worried about making money, then we can do just the facts. Well, I mean, you say that, but if if the other aspect of the network programming for the Tiffany Network, for instance, like Murder She Wrote and all the other shows during primetime, if they didn't outweigh the losses that they do, then they can't sit in their high horse and say, "Oh, we're doing this for the best interest of the public." They're making money elsewhere, Jim. You know that. I mean, they wouldn't do it if they. Yeah, uh, but it, they, but 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 they also did it. They really did do it in those days. Those guys, Frank Stanton, and I mean, they did it for the public. 
they did. Yeah. But you're right. Their programming, which actually was not always, but usually astoundingly good. Right. Not anymore. A lot of money. Right. And now, they're n- now of course, as you know, CBS, all the networks are, have a lot of, you know, they've got the platforms like Peacock, uh, Paramount Plus, uh, Disney. So they're relying on that new uh, revenue stream. But what happens in the process is the old, you know, network shows like you and I have talked about, like uh, the Equalizer, FBI, all these crappy shows have really seen it, it have seen a decline in quality. Jim, uh, they're not as good as they were back in the day. And the only good example I can give you right now is a quick one: is the FBI with Efren Zimbalist Jr. in the late '60s, early '70s was infinitely better than the FBI today. Just as one example. You know what? You know what? You would think so. Go back and go to YouTube and watch it. It wasn't. Uh, we happened to love, and I loved Mannix. I loved all those. I shows. love all those. No, go I know what you're going to say. I will, and I disagree with you. I think Dick Wolf's stuff is as good as anything on television. Well, I do. Yeah, I love but, Dick Wolf. But, you're, but I like I, Law and Order. I love the Chicago shows. Remember the other day, Jim? I, I, I like the FBI. Uh, well, who, I do. Gladys Knight. I showed you that video the other day, Gladys Knight, 1973. I talked about it, and you mentioned it yourself. Beautiful woman. Yeah. Probably was overshadowed by Diana Ross and the Pips and so forth. Probably just as equally as talented, if not as much, if more so. Yeah. But anyway, she goes up to the podium up to, you know, at, at the, at the uh, Grammys, 1973, and instead of just announcing the top five songs of the year that year, she sings them. She sings them, uh, Yeah, Jim. she did a whole medley. She did a medley of the five songs. I can't so, pause. And those songs were diff- wonderful. One of them was The Way We Were by Barbara Streisand. And, you know, a lot of others. One, yeah. of, a, one of them was her own yeah. song, I believe. But here's my point. Yeah. You cannot find, in my book, and, and you're going to say different, Lizzo or uh, Swift, Taylor Swift, you know, with the auto-tune generation, with everything synthesized to the point where you can have an average voice and still be a star as long as you're six foot and 130 pounds, uh, like Taylor is, or close to that, whichever. Uh, it, uh, we've yeah, lost I think, something. I think Taylor is extraordinary. Yeah, but I she's not even close good. to Aretha Franklin, or for that matter, Diana Ross, or anyone from Motown. Well, she, she's different. And but, we're too old. No, and, so and this is the, the way... Music, the music we grew up... You form your musical no, taste. No, I mean, we're in the radio no, business. So you know this is true. No, I you don't know it's true. form your musical taste at about age 16. Right. Everybody does. Yeah, and he, does. here's proof to why you're wrong. First of all, when a young man... <laughs> no, here's, here's proof. Here's proof. I have seen... In many occasions, when, when a young person picks up a guitar or starts learning any type of musical instrument or has an interest in singing, more often than not, and I'm talking about at least 70 to 80% of the time, they learn how to sing and perform by playing their, their mother's or grandfather's music from the 60s and 70s and 80s, for that matter. So that just tells you that what you just said, yeah, you I, can, um, no one's going to go I out there and start singing. Like that, but, but I know a lot who aren't like that, too, Glenn. I know a ton of ton of uh, young people who love them, you know, thank no, you God, don't. because we have radio stations that play them, and, and they, love, they love the music. I mean, it's a different But they're not performing it. No one's out the Beatles. No one's performing Lizzo My music right now. parents hated the Beatles. I know, but you they always use that. They hated the Beatles. They always, thought it was noise. All right, Jim, we're talking over each other, but here's the point. You they, always, you, and they hated Elvis. They thought he was noise, and they hated the Rolling Stones. And you know what? Classic rock was made... The, the name Classic Rock was created, as you know, by our consultant, Fred Jacobs. Right, right, right. Because the king. it started a whole new genre of wow, music. What a genius. Let's Stones, call it Classic Rock. Pink Floyd. Right. 
but not not everybody I mean, likes billions. It. A lot of people like the music that's contemporary. Right. I don't. What? Okay. I, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. Personally, I don't. Right. But I'm in my 60s. I'm not supposed to. Right. Well, okay. First of all, I'm just going to go out on a limb, and I know you loved your mom and dad, and you were wonderful people, but you and I can admit, and millions of others can say, your parents were wrong, and they just didn't accept that music because, like you said, it wasn't part of their generation. But I'm sure later on in life, if your parents were still alive today, they would say, Mom, Dad, let's sit down. Remember the music that you just completely renounced back in the 60s? Well, I'm going to compare what's happening to his Lizzo. Here's rap, and here's Aretha Franklin, or here's uh, Gladys Knight. What say you about this? Well, well you know what, Jim? They, uh, they, they, they would have said they're equally bad. Oh, That's I, really I, what I, my parents like. I can't win. Foot I, I can't win. I can't, and, Jim, I can't they win. They like Benny Goodman. Right. I know. And they, didn't, they, didn't, they wouldn't have liked any of the music. This music, the music from the 60s. They didn't like They liked Frank Sinatra, Tony Bennett. Paul Anka, they did like that because they were like crooners. Uh, Vic Damone from the 60s. But other than that, they didn't like any of that music. Hmm. And they wouldn't like this music either. I mean, it, it's just generational. No, I know. But Jim, I gotta, I gotta do a break and I actually have phone calls because they're probably gonna talk about you now. No, just kidding. I didn't mean to say yeah, that. Yeah, well, don't doesn't that happen? No, or I'll get, I'll get a Facebook messenger. No, no, that's, no, don't worry about that. <laughs> I love Watertown, incidentally, and I'll talk to you later. All right, thanks, Jim. Jim Levin, owner of this place. Higher in the air. Yes, Glenn, uh, this is for your boss. Yeah, yeah, I knew um, this was I just got on the computer after he said that California was great, everybody's going there. This is just some that I, I wrote down, and you can get on, you can Google it up, and it'll all come up. There has been 352,000 people gone since 2001. More people are leaving than coming into the state. Mm. California continues leading pe- people to leave. Mm-hmm. Leaving because of high taxes, right. highest in the country. Mm. Cost of living is one of the highest in the country. Right. Rent, 276% higher than Mexico City. Wow. Lost 340,000 people in 22. Wow. So I don't know where... He's a he's a Democrat, and he's not. You're never going to convince him. Right. But what he just said that about California, mm-hmm. I mean, he ought to be ashamed of himself <laughs> because that's not true. He's telling fake news. Right. It's a myth. So if you want to know about it, just Google up right. people leaving California, and there's all kinds of information. Thanks. Got man. it. Thank you, my friend. All right, I got to do a break, and we'll do a break right now. You're listening to the live five show. We'll be back. You've been hearing about Harris's contract. Please call you back. And welcome back uh, to the live at five show. Just want to remind people that we also have other sponsors here that you heard earlier. That's L.A. Quarry uh, for gravel needs, topsoil, uh, the best in the world, and, and uh, run by the uh, Thompson family. Uh, right up there in Lafargeville. You can see their quarry from space. It's one of the biggest in the Northeast. It's right here in our own backyard. They deliver every day of the year. They deliver 400 days out of the year. I know that's more than the actual days of the year, but they actually do that. Also, uh, who sponsors, uh, who's a proud sponsor of the Widget Auto Sales, uh, who have more trucks and more SUVs than ever before. Don't buy new when you can buy pre-owned uh, uh, from uh, Widget Auto Sales, who have the largest selection of uh, uh, used vehicles. Uh, up there, particularly up there on Washington Street. Check them out in person or go online to widgetautosales.com. 
<clears throat> All right, so we're here, and uh, if you want to give me a shout now with the remaining four minutes, uh, thanks to Jim Levin calling in. Now, because of our discussion about that, someone sent me, uh, I'll, I'll just, you know, well, let's see, someone's on the phone. <clears throat> Hi, you're in the air. Hello? Yeah, you're on the air. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about how people think that uh, nobody wants to work these days. Yes. I have a 16-year-old daughter. Right. She's at the top of her class. Hmm. She is doing hmm. a couple of classes right. a year ahead, and she's she's applying for jobs. Right. You know, because she wants to go work. Sure. You know, and, yeah. uh, and I like, she's She's been babysitting for years. So what? You, I got. I, I have very little time left. So your point is that not all people are, are how we characterize them, as far as the, you know the era of people who don't want to work. Your daughter is no, the exception. But, but nobody wants to hire her. Oh, oh, okay. She she applied at the Burlington Coat Factory. Mm-hmm. And they said, "Well, do you have any retail experience?" <laughs> She's fifteen. Well, no, I'm a sixteen-year-old <clears throat> girl who never had a job. That's ridiculous. I'm at the top of my class. My grade average is uh, 96. Right. You know, I, mm. I don't want to get in the medical profession eventually. Sure, I, sure. I'd like to work. And they said, well, we don't think you're qualified to work at Burlington Coal Factory. Like, That's crazy. So I, I know. It doesn't n- make any sense to me. No, it doesn't. Well, maybe, maybe it has something to do with her age. Maybe they don't want me... Yeah, I know, but my point, you know, maybe, I, I know they're going to say something stupid, you don't have retail experience at age 15, but in this day and age, when you can't get people to get off the couch at all, who, what does it matter? I mean, you've got a, a heartbeat that's willing to work, and legally oh, she can. She's trying to get out there, she's trying to do her thing. She's actually, uh, last night she applied for the, um, for the lifeguard positions down, down at the fairground. Yeah, and? Well, I mean, she had to do it all online. Huh. It was really hard to do. No, I can't like, be. Your daughter's smart. She knows how to do that. Questions she didn't have answers to. Like, hmm. But there's nobody to go talk to is the problem. Hmm. Let's talk to Cliff only. It's all online. A city this size. Well, I don't know what to yeah. say other than, listen, um, I wish we had a job here. It sounds like your daughter is uh, willing to work and willing to learn. And eventually we'll work, uh, you know, she'll work uh, for, for Jeff, Jeff and Millie Smith as a physician's assistant one day. Uh, and doing yeah, great possibly. things there. I yeah. Don't know. Well, I mean, we don't know that yet. But I'm sorry for that, uh, for the lack of results. Well, it's just like discouraging. Everybody's complaining that nobody wants to work. She wants to work. Well, I, I somehow rather think that. Don't take this the wrong way because your daughter's going places. You know that better than anybody. Uh, but at this point, I think the age has something to do with it. I guess they want someone who's, who's older. That's all. It's the only thing I can think of. They don't. They don't want sixteen-year-old. I guess not. I guess not. People. That- to start working, right? It doesn't make any sense. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe you should do. I don't know, because you know, a lot of people start off in fast food, you know, that type of stuff. Then they'll 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 hire on the spot. Why? Well, I know, but I mean, she applied for Burlington Coat Factory. Yeah, I know. No, you're right. You're right. Well, listen, put shoes on a on a shelf. Yeah, listen, I gotta go I mean, because it's the end of the show. But thank you, my friend. Keep us updated, okay? All right, thank you. Oh, I, I appreciate it. it. I appreciate that. Well, that's an odd call. I mean, not odd in the sense that we normally hear the other way around. These kids today, they don't want to do a darn thing. They don't want to shovel the snow. Well, neither does Glenn Curry. <laughs>
Uh, but, uh, you know, we'll find out later. Uh, and by the way, just as a, a programming note, I am doing the Hotline Show tomorrow. Jeff's not going to be here. Uh, but Jeff Graham's going to be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, well, soon, I shouldn't say. AM 1240, W810, what a time makes this legal. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Steele. I'm Monica Rich.